Alrighty, that is coming next week, uh, Like a Boss series, and where we're going to be talking about work and God and uh, all of this stuff. And uh, some of you, you're in jobs that you like, and that's fantastic, and that's about 2% of you. Alright, uh, the rest of us, uh, you're in a 98%, we're kind of, we're frustrated, and uh, uh, we get so frustrated when it comes to job, and we just don't like our bosses, or, or whatever. In fact, uh, uh, some of you, you know, your your biggest song that you like talking about is Lover Boys, you know, working for the weekend, or whatever, and I get that. Others of us, you know, your song, if you're a little bit older generation, and I'm kind of dating myself, it's rainy days and Mondays always get me down, Right? Um, but whatever it is, if you don't like uh, work or job or boss or anything like that, we're going to be talking about that over the next three weeks, starting next week with our series, Like a Boss. So anyway, uh, today we are wrapping up uh, this tech series, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Um, uh, this is uh, one of the series that we actually did back in 2008, and a uh, long, long time ago, we were still at the movie theater. Uh, but it's gotten so much traction, and everybody said, you guys need to do this again. So we decided to go ahead and do it again. In fact, uh, probably two of you were here in 2008, uh, and the rest of us were kind of new, and I totally get that. But uh, we've been talking about in this series of getting familiar with God's text message, that God has given us a book. In fact, we looked at last week that it's really not even a book. It's a library. It's a collection of 66 different books that we call the Bible. And one of the, one of the things, are my goal in this series has just been very simple. We want you to do what? Read the Bible. That's exactly right. And I'm so grateful. Uh, we have a, a godly lady who, uh, who every year gives us thousands of dollars so that we can be able to purchase Bibles so that we can put it in the hands of people who don't have a Bible. So we give those away here at One Church. And uh, just grateful. If you don't have a Bible, make sure to pick it up. But today, I'm just going to kind of let you know uh, where we're going because uh, I like what Jesus says about God's Word, the Bible, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. And it says this. It'll be up on your screens. It'll say, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I love that. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass ever pass away. And you think about this, we read a lot of words that pass away, don't we? I mean, we read a lot of stuff. And some of you, you read magazines and you read People Magazine or Time Magazine. I don't even think Time is even around anymore. It's passed away. <laughs> um, some of you read the National Enquirer. You read us. You read, uh, I mean, all this stuff. Um, but all of us, we have this thing that we focus on things that are many times temporary. Uh, but God's word says, Jesus says, that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Some of you, we spend a lot of time watching television. And uh, we watch a lot of TV shows that last for a while, and then they stop. Uh, one of the things I've been uh, watching with my boys is we've been watching the Munsters, right? Because I used to love watching the Munsters. It's gone, right? But you can still watch them on Hulu or Netflix. Uh, or, or what about um, a Lost in Space? Anybody remember Lost in Space? Danger, Will Robinson, right? Um, uh, it's just, uh, I, we watch television shows that are good for a while and they pass away. God's word will never, ever pass away. Listen to what King David says about his word in Psalm 119.11. He says this, I have what? I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. 
And again, the thing I like about you guys, you guys have done this. Some of you have stepped up. You've been taking the bookmarks and you've been reading them and reading them and reading them. And you've been getting into God's word. And I'm so excited about that. Today, uh, our big idea, and it's where we're going to be going today, is simply this. That by having a time, a place, and a plan, we develop a heart that can hear God speak. If we have three things, what is it? If we have a time, a place, and a plan. Let's say that together. A time, place, and a plan. One more time. A time, place, and a plan. That's where we're going to be at today. A time, a, a place, and a plan. Let's look at the first one. A time. I believe that if you, if you hear so many different people, you talk to different people, they say this. That you know what? If they're, gonna, if they're consistent in reading God's word, they realize this. That they have a specific time, a specific place, and a specific plan. Let's talk about time first. Time. Again, think about the things that you think are most important, you always schedule. Right? The things that are important to you, you schedule. If you have a doctor's appointment, right, you schedule that. If you have to meet with an accountant, you schedule that. Uh, some of you, you do automatic bank withdrawals. And, and, and again, you schedule that because it's important to pay your bills. If you don't, some crazy things start to happen, right? Uh, I'll tell you, as I mentioned earlier, how my wife and I have gotten consistent about giving to God is we put it on automatic bank withdrawal. It's important to us, so we schedule it. Another thing that's important to my wife and I is going out on dates. They're important to us. We schedule them. The things that are important to you, you always schedule. Now, same should be said with God's Word. If you want to have a growing relationship with God, if that's what you want, then you've got to schedule some time so that you can spend time with Him. I like what this quote, and I just came across it this past week, just reading uh, some of my devotionals. Paul Miller says this, You can't get to know God while in motion or on the fly. You don't create intimacy you make room for it. I like that. We can say we want to know God, but if we never schedule time with God, we're never going to get to know God. Now, let me say this. Now, I, I think the best time is in the morning. Uh, in fact, I like what Roman, uh, excuse me, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek what? Seek first. So the, first, the best time to be into God's Word is the first thing in your day. Now, some of you are like, oh, but I'm not a morning person. Okay, I get that. But here's something I do know about you. Whether your morning starts at 6 in the morning or at 11 in the morning, you always do something the first thing when you get up. So why not put God first in your morning? The best time, let me say this, the best time, the best time to read the Bible is when you're at your best. So, I'd encourage you to do that. Listen to uh, uh, how Mark one thirty five describes Jesus. Jesus is God, and he, he says in one thirty five that he's going to do this. Very early in the morning. By the way, some of you, oh, when is that? Well, while it was still dark. Right? Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he, what? Prayed. You see, here is God the Son... Wanting to get up early so he could spend time with God the Father. 
Now, if Jesus needed to spend time with his father, how much more should we need to spend time with our heavenly father? So uh, I would just encourage you, whenever your morning starts, do it first thing in your morning. Now, again, let's talk about some uh, different kind of uh, things that will help you out with this. Whenever you set, whatever time you set, be consistent with it. Be consistent with it. Schedule it on your calendar. Make an appointment with God like you would with any other person that you would because Jesus is a person and he longs to have a relationship with you. With, with you. So don't make it, put it on there and, and schedule it. Now I'm going to tell you and here in a minute how we can do that. All right? Also, start small. Start small. And don't say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read for seven hours because you won't do it. Some of you, you'll start at 10.30 at night in your bed, and you'll have it on your chest, and you say, I'm going to read for seven hours. And you put it in your head, right? Because that's not going to work. It doesn't matter if you read for seven hours if you don't remember any of it. So I would start small. You may want to start with about seven minutes. Start with seven minutes. All right? Look at this. Here's another one. Don't try for a two-hour time at first. Just don't. All right? Uh, I don't watch the clock. This is an important one. All right. If you want to have a relationship with God, don't say, okay, it is 937. It's 938. Wrap it up, God. Okay, try that with your spouse. Okay, honey, I'd love to be able to talk with you. You've got seven minutes. It's 937. It's 938. Wrap it up. She's going to wrap you up. Right? That doesn't work for relationships, and our Heavenly Father wants a relationship with you, so don't watch the clock. Don't emphasize on quantity, emphasize quality. So before you open up God's Word, you pray, God, what do you want me to get out of this today? All right? Now, that's time. Have a specific time. Look at this. This next one, have a specific place. And, and, and it's, this is a big one as well because every person that I've talked to who has consistently been able to maintain having getting into God's Word regularly every day has a specific place. And again, I remember this when I was in college. Um, I used to, when I went to Austin P here, uh, I went down by the Riverwalk next to the uh, Scumberland. Um, and there was this place... And there was this place that is like this little pillar, and I could get up there, and I would read the Bible, and that was my place. In fact, here is the couple of verses that I always read uh, to kind of get me in tune with God's Word, and it'll be up on the screen. My favorite verses in the Bible. How blessed is the man who what? Delights in God's Word. What do you delight in? Who meditates on it, not just for a few minutes, but day and night. And look at this next part. part. All right, verse 3. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and would they prosper in all that they do. And I love that because when I go canoeing, I talk about this verse a lot. Because think about this. What are the characteristics of trees planted beside the river that are different than trees that are not planted close to the river? And there's a lot of different things, but let me just say this. God says if you read his word and you think about it, you will be like trees planted beside an unfathomable water source. You will never, ever dry up. All right. Now, uh, for some of you, your regular place isn't next to the Cumberland, but it may be in your car, and you're sitting in your car in the morning in the parking lot before you go into work, before you go into PT. Uh, it may be where it may be a chair in your office where you can kind of shut everything out. It may be the bathroom in your house in the morning. Whatever it is, 
Find a specific place where you and God can meet. And it ought to be a place where you can pray out loud without disturbing others. Um, it ought to be a place where you're not disturbed or interrupted. And it ought to be a place where you can kind of free your mind of the clutter. Uh, a place where I struggle sometimes reading uh, uh, God's Word regularly and getting some stuff out of it is at my office at work because there's some interruptions a lot of times. And sometimes my office and my desk is just tons of clutter. And that can be distracting. And it can be distracting for you. Now, the last part, the last part is have a, a consistent plan. Now, some of you, you're looking at your watches right now, and it's like it's like 940, and I'm on my last bit of this sermon, and you're like, are we getting out early today? No. Because this next part really is, um, uh, it, it, it's, it's the big thing. It's the big nut that you're going to have to be able to crack if you're going to be consistently hearing from God's Word. You have to have a specific time, a specific place, and you've got to have a plan. Let me tell you what's not a good plan. God, show me where you want me to read today. And Judas hung himself. Okay, God, how do you want me to apply that to my life? God, just please, all right? Show it to me. Whatever you do, do quickly. Uh, that's not a good plan, okay? Not a good plan. So I'm going to show you over the time that we have left, I'm going to give you some very specific plans that you can be able to dig into, all right? Uh, very specific plans, all right? And here's the reason why you have to have a plan is because as we talked about last week, this book, even though it's, it's written and it's written by a lot of different people, uh, it's not put together chronologically. And it always kind of bothers me and concerns me when somebody says, you know what, I'm just going to open up God's Word. I'm going to start from the very beginning. And that's good because Genesis is great and Exodus is awesome. But when you get to Leviticus, you're like, what happened? I mean, what happened, right? Oh, my gosh. All right? So um, we actually, if you missed last week, um, we gave you like a little card. And they're out on the guest services table. You can pick those up. But we, talked, we kind of showed you of how the Bible is put together. But you need to have a specific plan. So if you would, you, some of you got the bulletins today. Take out this thing right here, this little white handout. And let's just go through very quickly. The first plan on here is exploring Jesus in 21 days. Exploring Jesus in 21 days. So, and by the way, how long does it take to create a habit? 21 days, exactly right. The one who said 10, I'm sorry. But thanks for playing. Um, it's 21 days with Jesus, not 10 days with Jesus. So, all right, here's the cool thing about this. For the next 21 days, if you stick to this, you're going to read through the entire book of Luke and the entire book of John, which is all about who? Jesus, exactly right. And again, if you do that in 21 days, you will have created a habit. Let me, let's look at the next one. All right, this is really, really cool. There's 10 weeks in the Bible. This is kind of like a smorgasbord. How many of y'all like going to like buffets and you get like a little bit of a, I see your hand, uh, you get a little bit of a little bit, right? Uh, when I go to the uh, China King Buffet, right, I don't, I don't pile it on. I get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Well, we have the potlucks here at One Church. I love those because I just get a little bit of stuff because I'm like, okay, what's good? What's not good? And for some of you, I, I eat it all up. For others of you, I'm like, I'm going to put that in the trash. Anyway, um... Did I say that out loud? I didn't point you out, so don't be embarrassed. All right? um, you do the same thing too, right? I see you, Jonathan. All right. Now look at the, Now, by the way, uh, this this second one is kind of a smorgasbord, and it's kind of all over the place. This is really good for creative types. And notice, it's not in days, but it's in weeks. 
Because sometimes creative types are like, you know, don't tell me what to do on this specific day. Well, okay, that's great. But you're going to get a little bit of poetry, a little bit of prophecy, a little bit of history, a little bit of biography. Uh, It's just kind of all over the place. And that's a good one if you kind of just want to get a smattering of God's Word. And the last one is this one. And a lot of your, uh, a lot of Bibles out there have this. It's reading through the Bible in one year. And it's, this is a, a very, very helpful. And notice this is broken up into weeks. You can get some that are broken up into days. And those are very helpful as well. Um, but I would encourage you to read through the Bible in the year. Some of you, you are like, man, I've never read the entire Bible. I'd encourage you to do that. Some, I'm very proud of my son, Walton. Walton, uh, he is going through the chronological uh, Bible on version. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But he's on day like 189. He has been consistent over the past 189 days, and he is almost through the Old Testament. So, and sometimes that can be some of the most difficult parts. All right, let me give you a couple of other uh, plans before I kind of talk about you version in a sec. The one, here's what I love the most, and, and it's the 31 days in Proverbs. It's just reading the book of Proverbs in 31 days. Now, most, most uh, months have 31 days in a month. Which means, and there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, so that you can read a chapter in Proverbs a day. In fact, today is October the 4th, correct? All right, very good. Some of you are like, what? All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Proverbs chapter 4. All right, what does Proverbs chapter 4 have to say? Now, here's the one cool thing about the book of Proverbs. If you know nothing about God, Jesus, or the Bible, or anything like that, this is a great book for you to dig into because uh, they're just tweets. How long is a tweet? 140 characters. Some of you are like, what did you just do? A tweet. Uh, That's Twitter. All right, it's called the 21st century, right? Twitter, tweet. And what you can do with a tweet is you've got 140 characters to make a point. And if you can't do it in 140 characters, you're done, right? Well, here's what's so cool about the book of Proverbs. Each one of these verses is a tweet. And it's, it's a tweet. You're reading the Twitter feed of the wisest person who ever lived. His name is Solomon. In fact, listen to this. Um, let's see. Uh, this is Proverbs 4.1. My, my child, listen to what your father, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, all right? Um, don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the paths of evildoers. Uh, then the next one. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. Verse 23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You see, none of these are really related. They're just short tweets. All right? So, um, Proverbs, 31 days. And I tell you, I did that for almost six years straight. Uh, I love the book of Proverbs. Here's another one, is the book of Psalms. My wife loves the book of Psalms, and you can read through the Psalms in a month. It's, it's, Psalms just means songs. And you can read three, prover- uh, three Psalms a day. There's 150 Psalms in the month, and you can read through the entire uh, book of Psalms in a month. Now, let me show you, this is a, a video that I took on, on my computer of something called version. In fact, uh, go ahead and throw that graphic up if you would, Noga. This is version. all right? If you've not heard of version, you need to get it as we speak. You have every permission to tune me out. Because this app 
will change your life because it has mine, all right? So you can go to the Bible.com app. All right, let's kind of look at this. Uh, here's a video uh, uh, that I took of my computer about reading version. version is just an online Bible, and it also has an app that you can do, of course. Go ahead and go to that, uh, go to that video if you wouldn't mind. Awesome. And uh, what I'm going to show you is different reading plans that you can do. Uh, you can go on there, and these are the two reading plans that I'm doing right now. One is called Struggles, and me and a good friend of mine, Matt, are, we're doing that together. And on there, you could talk about uh, uh, an email delivery, a privacy, who do you want to read in your plan. Uh, um, if you're falling a bit behind, uh, you can do Catch Up. Um, that's very, very helpful, right? Here's another one I'm doing right now, Identity in Christ. Uh, again, uh, you can, uh, if you want to do over, you know, maybe you're just so far uh, behind, you can do that. And again, you can, it will email you reminders so that you can say, hey, by the way, you need to read your Bible today. Now, here's a list. Of, there's literally thousands of plans on version, And you can just pick one, the Daily Bread. Um, uh, there is the New Through 30, reading through the New Testament in 30 days. Experiencing God's Renewal. Um, uh, Billy Graham's uh, uh, My Reason for Hope, uh, Carrie Job's uh, Majestic. I just got finished with that one. So you can go through here, and you can be able to pick a plan, and every day you can do that. Uh, and this is something that I really would encourage you because uh, your friends can like some stuff that you've done. You can highlight different verses, or you can make a journal entry on there about a different verse. And it's just, it's a game changer. Uh, it's one of those things that, in fact, some of you, if you don't know this, if you go on version right now, the Bible app, and you click live, all of the notes and interactive questions, and a lot of times we put videos straight on, uh, straight on the version. So that you can be able to go and you can follow along. And then after that, you can give from there. You can share what you've learned with other people from there. Uh, it, it's, a, it's amazing. It really, really is cool. So, um, so that is version. So make sure to do that. Now, um, before we land the plane, let me kind of give you a couple of other things. And this is, I want you to pick the right Bible. Now, you know, some of, some of people ask, why do we have so many different Bible versions or translations? And it's not because that the original languages have changed over the years. That has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with our English language has changed over the years. And for those of you who are a little bit older, you know that this has happened, right? You know that. Um, uh, some of you, uh, I, I mentioned the word tweet, Right? Uh, back in, uh, you know, when I was in the 70s when I grew up, a tweet was something that a bird did, right? But now it's something that you do on Twitter because our English language ch has changed. So I want to give you a lot of different kind of a, a, a quick rundown of all the different translations of the Bible. In fact, uh, all of these Bibles up here are mine, and I want to kind of invite you guys after the service to come down and kind of thumb through them. Uh, because uh, I have a lot of different translations up here. And you can kind of say, I like this one, I don't like this one. And then you can leave them here, and you can go buy your own. All right? So, uh, but let me just go through quickly. The one that I like preaching out of that I think is the easiest to understand is something called the NLT, or the New Living Translation. Very, very, very good Bible. Um, because it's easy to understand, it's easy to read. Um, uh, so NLT, and it's the New Living Translation, all right? Another one, uh, let's see if I have it down here, is the Living Bible. In the New Living Translation um, is kind of a, a newer version of the Living Bible. This is a paraphrase, which means it's not translated word for word. 
Um, but they tried taking the ideas. But this is the one I used to love reading all the time as a kid. Very, very easy to understand. Really encourage the Living Bible. But the, the NLT, the New Living Translation, is kind of the updated version of that. And it is a translation. All right, the NIV, the New International Version. Uh, what I have right here is an NIV Bible. Um, that uh, when I was teaching Sunday school, I used to teach 10th graders, um, they actually purchased this Bible for me. And the NIV is kind of easy to understand as well. It's not many times as easy as the NLT, but it's still a great, great translation. It's one that I would encourage you to do. The next one is what? The KJV. Now again, I'm not, gonna, I'm not hating on anything, but some of you, you, you grew up with the KJV, the King James Version. And um, just to kind of give you a couple of contexts on the King James Version, it was actually translated in 1611. Uh, that was the same year that uh, Shakespeare wrote Macbeth. Now, how many of y'all read Macbeth in high school and understood it? Really? Okay, all right. I didn't. You're smarter than I am, right? I had to get something they called the Cliff Notes. Anybody remember Cliff? Love me some Cliff Notes. Here's the, one, here's the thing. My point is this. I don't want to have to use cliff notes to read and understand my Bible. So uh, the King James Version, written in 1611, translated, it's, there's a lot of these and thous and hast and hast nots and all kinds of stuff. No lie, there's just one in, uh, I think it's in John 11:45 when Jesus tells Mary and Martha, I want you to move the stone out from Lazarus, because Lazarus has been dead for four days. And Mary says to Jesus, I can't even make this up. Mary says, Jesus, Lord, he's been in there for four days. Don't you know that he stinketh? I tell you, you want to be like, you know, if you want to think that you're very, very knowledgeable, always put eth at the end of any word, and it's amazingeth. All right, anyway, um, but it's not as easy to understand. Now, the New King James Version has kind of contemporized that, and if you like the King James, I'd say the New King James, the NKJV is for you. That's really good. The NASB, it's the most literal. Uh, it literally takes the, a literal Hebrew word, and it puts the literal English word like right underneath it, basically, and the NASB, and that's kind of what I study from. And then there's the message. Let's see, here's the message. The message is a paraphrase as well. And it's, this is a, if, if, if kind of reading the Bible, if you kind of like, oh yeah, I've done that, I've heard that, I've read that, that's kind of old hat to you, I would encourage you to read this. Again, this is a paraphrase, but the way Eugene Peterson puts some things in here, it, it's, it's, really, it's really exciting. Let me read to you Romans 12, 1. This is what it says. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. I like that. All right? So, if, again, if, if, if kind of the Bible is just you're really struggling to get something out of it, the message would be a good one for, us, for you as well. And let me tell you a couple of other things. Uh, some other things up here. Um, you have, uh, there's, here's one in chronological, actually, I have two in chronological order. The, the narrated Bible in chronological order, if you want to read through that, you can do that there through this. But I'll be honest with you, the same thing is on version for free. So I'd encourage you to do that. Now this one, though, is the bomb diggity. This is the Chronological Life Application Study Bible. And uh, there's so many notes in it, uh, it's just amazing. I would encourage you, if you don't have a Bible, uh, to get uh, something called the Life Application Study Bible. And they have it in the NLT and the NASB and all of this stuff. But there's a lot of notes. There's a lot of pictures. 
Some of you, you like pictures, right? So, I mean, here's the Bible, and here's all the notes about it. So if you struggle when you read the Bible, you're like, I don't understand what that means. Uh, the, the Life Application Study Bible in any of these translations are really, really good. Now, before I close, let me give you a couple of other things. I want you to, I want you to personalize this. When, if you buy a copy of God's Word, a paper copy, I want you, and I know some of you are going to struggle with this, I want you to write on it. Um, here is a Bible, like I said, that uh, some friends of mine gave to me. And I have taken a highlighter and I've highlighted these verses in Isaiah 55. In fact, this is cool. It's right there. Here's Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, what I highlighted. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have for it. And I have on here some books that I was reading. Uh, God's Workmanship by Oswald Chambers, verse, uh, page 94 through 98. All right? and, I, and, and I can tell you what I was reading. I can tell you what I was praying for at that time. And I'll date it. And, and I'll say, this verse meant a lot to me. When I had this uh, Bible, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Proverbs 31 right here. And I was praying for a wife at the time. God answered that prayer, praise God, right? I mean, just awesome. Gave me a fantastic woman uh, named Kim. Um, but I'm telling you when, you, when you're struggling, man, take God's word and say, okay, it is October the 4th, and I'm struggling with this. And I'm going to come back when God answers this prayer. And you almost use it like a journal. So personalize God's word. The second thing I want you to do is uh, as you're reading the Bible, there's going to be some things that are jump out to you. I want you to commit it to memory. Commit it to memory. And it's one of the things uh, I think all of us, we, none of us like memorizing stuff. And I used to be the person that says, I can't memorize stuff. But I, I, feel, I, I realize that I can memorize stuff. How many of y'all like watching movies? I memorize movies, right? Tombstone, I'm your huckleberry, right? Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Listen, mister, no, jerk that pistol and go to work, right? I can quote that movie. Oh, what about this? It was just a goof, man, right? What movie is that, anybody? Dumb, thank you. It just got really spiritual in here, right? Dumb and Dumber, I can quote lines from Dumb and Dumber, I can quote lines from a lot of different movies, but for the longest time, I couldn't quote God's Word. And could it be? Because I was spending more time watching movies than reading God's Word? Oh, it just got real in here. You see, here's what I've realized. That if you keep God's Word always in front of you, and if you're in God's Word, eventually it's going to become a part of you. It's like having a tea bag, and, and, and you putting that tea bag in a pitcher of water, you leave it in there, what eventually is going to happen to that water? It's going to become tea. It's going to change. And here's what I understand about God's Word. If you keep God's Word in you and in front of you regularly and you're consistent, you will change. You will change. So I would encourage you to do that. How I've done this in the past uh, is I've, I've written it on my mirror. I've written a verse that I, that I just want to kind of marinate on. How many of y'all, you have a tendency to worry? I do, thank you for being honest. Let me tell you, worry is, t is thinking about something and going negative with it. Memorizing scripture is thinking about something and going positive with it. It's the exact opposite of worry. 
It's where you're thinking about that one thing all day long, but you're not worrying about it. You're thinking about Isaiah 55, 10, 11. That is my word, is, is just as the rains come down so, and always produces fruit, so my word goes out and it always re- produces fruit. It never returns void, Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. I got that not because I'm like, hey, I need to memorize that for the sermon today. I didn't even know that's what was going to come up. But I've been in God's word and that's been in me. That It just naturally starts changing you. And hear me, the point is not so that you can go, Pastor, you're so knowledgeable. No, I've still got so much to learn. I still have, I got still so many rough edges in my life that needs to be kind of buffed out. But here's what I know about me and about you, that if we're consistently in God's word, it will change you. Do you hear what I'm saying? So here's what I'm challenging you to do. To read the Bible. Can you do that? Will you do that? If you're going to be consistent, you have to have a specific time, a specific place, and a specific plan. And if you have those three things, you're going to be amazed at hearing God consistently speak to you. All right, let me answer a couple of questions and then we'll be done. All right. uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Ken Stafford. I love you, Ken. So um, your chicken is, has always been great. He says, my chicken has gotten better, I swear. It's actually cooked now. I know what you're talking about, but I have no idea what my sermon kind of got you thinking about that. But anyway, I, your chicken's great, all right? So, all right. Um, anyway, I, I just want to say thank you so much for engaging and talking about it. Next week, we're starting this new series, Like a Boss. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, and the band is going to have a lot of fun doing some cool covers. I think they're going to do even nine to five. Is that... Yeah, sure. It just got crazy in here. All right, let's pray, and then we'll, we'll, we're going to sing one more song, and we'll be done. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. And God, I'm just uh, grateful for, Lord, everything that you're doing through us and with us, Lord, as a body. Um, Lord, I pray, um, Lord, that you would just uh, let us be people who read God's Word. Let us be people who just focus on you uh, every day, even if we don't get anything out of it. Lord, that we are digging in and we're consistently in your word and your word is consistently in us. And Lord, that you would change us from the inside out. Lord, that you would remake us and remold us. And Lord, that you would allow us to be better men, better women, better teenagers, better kids. And Lord, that we would be able to focus in on you. We love you. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen. All right, before we're dismissed, let me tell you this. This is a really big day for some of you because let me ask a quick question. How many of y'all are in a community group? Let me see your hands. Keep them up, keep them up. All right, do y'all enjoy it? Awesome. Now, for those that didn't get to raise your hands, today is your day. Because as you leave today, you're going to be opening, we're going to be opening up these doors and we have group link that's happening today. So if you want to get into a group, today is your day. Uh, We have uh, groups that are happening all throughout the week. We have men's groups, we have women's groups, we have couples groups. But this is one of those times where you can be able to get somebody and encourage you. I got a guy, his name is Matt Langer. I don't even know if Matt's here right now. And Matt and I, one of the things that we do is we meet every week, and he asks, Chris, what have you been reading? And I'll ask him, what have you been reading? And we'll do some of this stuff that we talked about today together. 
And a community group is a place where you find accountability, where that you can be able to get close to somebody, you can make friends, you can have d- develop deep and close relationships. And people can hold you accountable so that you can be consistent in everything that you do. So I'd encourage you, as we're dismissed, to leave. And as you leave, make sure to go by one of the tables and sign up for Group Link. Can you guys do that with me? All right, let's all stand up and let's go be the church. Thank you, guys.